and welcome to a bonus episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Gordwell Kelly, joined as always by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey, how you doing? We are joined by special guest, New Zealand correspondent Ross Palethorpe. Ross, how's it going? Kia ora, everyone. Yeah, good. Thank you. It's uh, very early in the morning here, but uh, happy to be here. We made you. We made you record a podcast at seven a.m. as a form of sort of punishment. I'm not sure for what. Uh, we, we have can only people apologize. everywhere, listeners. We have opportunities <laughs> in every right. country. The yep. sun never sets on the Kill James Bond podcast. <laughs> sure doesn't. I'm, and so I'm, I'm kicking off my my Monday morning by talking about this film, which is a great way to start your week. Actually, hell yeah, mm, got that yeah. Monday morning feeling with. Hunt for the Wilder People, which is, Abby, this was your choice, right? It was, yeah. So uh, my my brother lived in New Zealand for a few years, and I went out to visit him a few times, so I like, got a little bit into New Zealand cinema. Um, I just mm. really like this film. I think it's funny. I think it's cute. Um, it reminds me of the fantastic time I had out there when I was out there for a few months. Um, and New Zealand is, uh, well, Ross will be able to tell us more, but my brother described it as, like Britain, except it works. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. For a given value, <laughs> let's works. go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like asterisks on that. Like I understand there's some like shit with like poisoning the wilderness and shit, but like yeah, like it works relative general, to Britain. It works. Yeah. The amount yeah. of poisoning we're doing doesn't even compare. So yeah, this is this is going to be like a feel good episode. I feel like because it's quite a quite a positive like heartwarming film and it, it it only remains to to me to be like an absolute dick about it which i you know i'll, I'll do my best um but <laughs> so um this movie it, it's it's a taika watiti movie is the thing like an early one um and i'm i'm afflicted with a rare condition right um I, you know I, this is sort of a public appeal if there are any other sufferers out there uh to sort of to to network and build community because i don't really like like with DC films or series, mm. and it's it's you know it's it's not a condition that's sort of well understood by the public because of course a lot of people do. Uh, so you know we're we're sort of just asking for your your help and support at this time. I kind of regard him as like you know each hemisphere got like one Lin Manuel Miranda, and he's like the. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating thing to say about someone. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Jesus Christ! Well, we got a whole other hour of this, so I hope there is. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this movie—if <laughs> all the Lin Manuel Mirandas were ever in one place, it would somehow end <laughs> it's like, the it's, world. It's like matter and antimatter, right? They mm. can never meet, right? Mm. If there's a photo of like Miranda and anti-Miranda, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the two particles that have to be like. Yeah, uh, uh, beneath Switzerland, they're building like a collider that's going to accelerate Taika Waititi at Lin Manuel Miranda, like mm -hmm. relativistic speeds. And when that happens, right. ooh, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the movie that would come out of that would be the worst thing ever made. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. very very emotionally vulnerable songs. Yeah, it'll be the live action Akira, um, except it's got. <laughs> musical numbers in it. I think that's what's yeah. going to come out of that one. And I'm excited to review that on the podcast as well. Absolutely. So this movie begins with, uh, a, a, of course, some beautiful shots of New Zealand because, you know, New Zealand is beautiful. Um, but what's not beautiful about New Zealand is its police and its police cars. And a strange sort of halfway house between Australia's like weird mutant NASCAR thing and like Britain. Again, it's like, it's like Britain, but like works kind of, right? Um, and this this cop car is dropping off a teenage boy in uh, foster care, right? Um, 
And the first thing that I note is uh, there's there's like a cop mm-hmm. brackets not a real cop, which I always appreciate, and like a social services woman, and they sort of drop this boy on this on this foster family. And his his foster mother's first move is to just ruthlessly dunk on this kid for being fat. I've just a critical like charisma role failure. It happens to the best yes. of us. Just trying to make a good first impression and immediately tripping on your ass endears me to her somewhat. This is her first impression and her second impression, actually. Like she she kind of like mm. has a couple of jokes at his expense because he's a fat kid. And it's the the movie sort of has these as being sort of generally broad natured but a bit horrifying, which is an interesting thing. She makes fun of him for being generally broad natured as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah. tone. Right? Yeah, this- it, it's a real theme. So the the film is based on um, a novella mm-hmm. called Wild Pork and Watercress by an author called Barry Crump, who is mm. is basically played by. Sam Neill in the movie. Strong geezer name. He's a real type of guy. And um, yeah, in the book, uh, Ricky Baker's body is just this constant source of discussion. If anything, it's played down in the movie, Mm. which is. No, I was going to say it's nice, but no, it's it's just. No. (laughs) It's unnecessary, but it's a very New Zealand style of of humour. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, I I detect some like Scottish in there. I think that's one of our exports. Yeah. is the kind of like I'm gonna make you feel bad in a way that you're kind of not allowed to recognize. Yeah, it's the novella by like Forrest Gump. What was his name? Barry 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 Crumples. Google Barry Crump at home, by the way, because this is a perfect yeah. type of guy. It, it, interesting looking guy as well. <laughs> is it, yeah, uh, uh, fiction or yeah, I, I, I think like- I, d- I described I think I described him as. Uh, yeah, what what if Ian Fleming but roll ups and Utes instead of cigars and uh, <laughs> and Ferraris? And yeah. it's, he's just he's such a, a a sort of he's he's the kind of New Zealander that that almost every white New Zealand guy over a certain age wishes he was. Um, unfortunately, and it's mm. one of those the the legend has been built up over a long time, and it's only more recently that the stories of like horrendous abuse and uh, not being a good guy at all have have surfaced, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting seeing how that is being played by Sam Neill in this movie. Yeah, Sam Neill, international treasure. Yeah. Is. So so but, like, so you've got Ricky, this this fat Maori child who has been sort of like dumped on their doorstep. You have Bella, who is the aunt, who is like nice, asterisk, <laughs> uh, and then you've got. Hector Heck, which is uh, Sam Neill, and he's your your southern man, right? Your lone mm-hmm. man. Uh, he's you know this kind of figure recurs throughout culture. Not to do the monomyth thing, he's like the power of the dog, Kiwi, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> Uh, le- less sinister <laughs> ostensibly because like the the US kind of got to grips with that maybe this lone man archetype has some sinister undertones mm. maybe a little bit earlier he's um, an out, he's an outdoorsman yeah. like and and mm-hmm. Sam Neill's performance in this is is so good I fucking love Sam Neill like as an actor also I've read his his mm. biography his autobiography indeed which is like brilliant um I highly recommend it's it wines as well also makes incredible wines. fucking wine <laughs> Sam if you're listening send us wine <laughs> It's my favorite. I love it. The thing about Sam Neill in this movie, though, is that he is basically playing Solid Snake. Um, yes. <laughs> and once, like, 
it, it's exactly the kind of like emotionally shut down Boxton kind of I'm thing. trying to infiltrate um, the New Zealand bush, but this kid's ass is so dummy thick. <laughs> he keeps on hurting the New Zealand government. Yeah, this is what Bella says to yeah. him. <laughs> so, this so, kid, by the way, the actor is someone I'd love to see, Julian Dennison. He's, he's really good. Getting a lot of work recently. Hell yeah, right. the best so. the best acting in this in this movie I think is all from him. But mm-hmm. so uh, he he sort of like um, he comes to this this house and he, they're warned by the uh, sort of very aggressive social services lady that like listen this is a juvenile delinquent he's thirteen by the way mm-hmm. uh, he's a juvenile delinquent because he's he's been like breaking stuff and stealing stuff and like loitering on stuff mm-hmm. and doing graffiti on stuff you know crime lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. This kid, they threaten this kid with jail before they even get out yeah. of the car. Like yeah. they're like, "This Absolutely. is your last shot at being fostered, mate." And you know what happens if if you fuck this one up. Yeah, the lady Paula is mm. very, very direct and quite mean to him. Yeah, played mm. by yeah, played absolutely. by Rachel House, who is also the grandma in Moana. Interesting. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, she's a, a New Zealand sort of theater and cinematic one. It just we'd consider an icon, mm. obviously. Very small there's there's a few things in this movie where I'm like, uh, th- this is a New Zealand thing, therefore it will have X New Zealand thing in it. I'll, I'll get to the big thing that made me do that about two thirds of the way in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we have this sequence where he sort of he wants to try and run away, right? Because this is unfamiliar to him, and the kind of like brand of like uh, rural tough love kind of thing is like not working for him. She leaves him a hot water bottle and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, a knife, which I I find very funny, is to be like, yeah, here here's your like extremely sharp knife. Here's your hot water bottle. Whoa, there, that's quite enough of that. Um, and also, I'm just warning you that the only reason I'm not doing this in a New Zealand accent is because I already did it once, and I've decided that I'd rather die than let anyone ever hear that audio. <laughs> um, but if you want to hear the rest of this episode of Killer James Bond, you're going to have to head on over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, and sign up today for £5 a month. And as everything in this country gets increasingly more expensive, that is a better and better deal. This is my Costco hot dog. The price will not change. Uh, but I'll see you there.